Hello, and welcome to the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville, Texas. We are blessed that you have chosen to worship with us via audio streaming. So grab your notepad, grab your Bible, put away the distractions, and let us get into the Word of God together. Due to the outbreak of the COVID-19 or coronavirus, as it's commonly known, our church's schedule has been adjusted to be compliant with the federal government's mandates. Please visit our church's website, www.kingsotxchurch.com, for the new service times. Our church offers various ways to give. We accept cash, check, or money orders, but now we offer online giving. Please visit our church's website, www.kingsotxchurch.com, for how you can support your local church by your tithes, offerings, and missions. If you have any need of prayer, please visit www.kingsotxchurch.com for more ways that you can contact our church. We will count it as an honor or privilege to encourage you with whatever need of prayer that you may have. God bless. Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Once again, I want to welcome everyone present and also everyone in live stream. And here we are on the third or fourth week of the pandemic, pandemic, amen, and somehow our God has provided the physical and spiritual needs of those who are willing to take the time to seek him and to, uh, and seek his, uh, the word of God, to seek his word. So I want to preach a sermon this morning I'm entitled, Hope in Hopeless Times. And what we are going through right now with uh, COVID-19 could be signs of the last days. We know that the world will not last forever according to the word of God. And remember, I said it could. No one knows when it will be, but we can look for evidence uh, that uh, indicate what is happening. So let's look at Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 8. The Bible says this. All this are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations and for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will arise, will rise up and deliver and de deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will go, grow cold. But he who endures to the end will or shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Let's pray. Lord God, we come to you. We so thank you. We do pray, O oh God, for Isabel and uh, Lord God and uh, Doña Cruz and Bonita. We do pray for our sister Kimia and her mom, her, their family. We do pray for uh, Jonathan, 
uh, uh, Lord God, that you would overshadow, and oh God, we do pray that you would minister in this sermon, or through this sermon, that you would touch every need, oh God, here at church, and also in the live stream, oh God, that you would stretch your hand of mercy, and that you would touch, minister, and meet every need. I also pray for anointing, wisdom, and revelation as I present your word, and oh God, that you would make it real, that your Holy Spirit would take it, and use it for, his, for your glory. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We ask you for miracles and wonders this day and guidance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And God's people said, Amen. So here, let's look at verse uh, uh, 8 and 9 to begin with. The Bible says, all this are the beginning of sorrows. It says the beginning. It doesn't say the end, okay? So that's the beginning. That's what we're seeing. And it's getting a little bit stronger and stronger. And then the Bible says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. So we want to look at the first thing as a tribulation in the last days. And this is uh, talking about the last days, which is the day we are, which are the days that we are living now. And we see the word of God was written. We know that the word of God was written uh, over 2,000 years ago. And here in verse 9, And they will deliver you up and, uh, to tribulation and kill you, and, will, uh, and you will be hated f uh, by all nations uh, for my name's sake. Uh, that is the name of Jesus Christ. And how many of us know that once we accepted Jesus, uh, people don't, uh, uh, many don't uh, accept us anymore. They have rejected us, uh, especially when we told them about the love of Jesus. Or they saw that we weren't uh, uh, playing with sin anymore. We were telling people about the love of Jesus. So this, uh, this scripture at first glance uh, would cause uh, many to reject Jesus and his salvation. But the reality is that we are... Uh, all going to die. So for the true believer in Christ, it is different. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because every time, because every true believer is prepared, preparing for that day. We live with a constant hope, and when we are absent, that we live with a constant hope that when we're absent from the body, we will be in the presence of our God. And Jesus uh, clearly warns everyone in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. But, but uh, let's see, rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. How about the New Living Translation or the no, in, in New International Version says this. Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You see, this is talking about real power. God has power to send people to hell, but he doesn't want anyone to go there. Because he created hell for the devil and his demons and his angels. And in his great mercy, he has given each, uh, 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 each one of us a free will. And we have to make that choice on this earth uh, before we take our last breath. If we want to make heaven our home, Jesus will not force anyone 
to come to heaven that they don't want to be there. But Jesus uh, died on the cross to be able to pay for our sin and give us a new life. And he loves you. He loves each and every one of us. He cares. Amen. He showed it and he rose from the dead and he's a living God. Always remember that death is very final. That's why we should prepare. Everybody prepares and there's a place for it, education. They prepare to go to work. They prepare to do different things. But really, we should prepare for eternity. Because once we step that last step or that breathe that last breath, uh, breath then we can't come back. Try it again. No, there's no second chance after that one. That's why Jesus continues uh, to warn us through his word and through his reality that he loves us, he cares for us, he wants everyone to repent, uh, accept him in their hearts, uh, and live for him. Look at John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world, that's you and I, that he gave, remember he gave, his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That should give you hope. Uh, that should give everyone that will accept Jesus hope. Then the Bible says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. So we see that that's God's heart. He doesn't want to condemn the world. That's why he came and paid such a great price. Uh, but, that, but that the world through him might be saved. Those are the heart. That is the heart. Uh, leave that there, okay, just for me. Uh, that is the heart of God. Amen, that he would uh, uh, pay or send his son voluntarily. He gave his son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wants to give us everlasting life. He came to die for us, church. Uh, for the Bible says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is why we preach. This is why we do this, what we do. We get up, we get ready, we pray. We ask God to help us. We prepare because we want everyone to make heaven their home. So we see that God has uh, a, a way for us uh, or has made a way for us uh, so uh, uh, not, to, not to fear but to find hope by repenting from our sins and inviting Christ into our hearts uh, as a personal Savior. Jesus said, I am the way, the, I am the truth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And when we do this, we are showing that we truly fear God, or we fear, another word is respect, we honor the true and living God. The God that we serve is not on the cross dead. He was brought down, we know that by the scripture. He was buried in the dead. Third day he rose from the dead and he lives forevermore. And when we repented, he became alive in our hearts. This is why we can pray. He answers our prayer. He hears our prayers. Because he lives in our hearts. He is real. He loves us. He's alive. Amen. He's not on the cross. The cross is empty and Jesus is alive. Keep that in your heart. I want you to think with me. When we heard about the, corona, about the COVID-19, many ran to the store to stock up because no one knows how long it is, this is going to last. This is why the shelves are empty at the store. And it feels very strange and something, uh, uh, something that we're not used to 
going to H-E-B or Walmart and seeing empty shelves. And all this comes against uh, our hope. We must remind ourselves uh, what the Bible says. And I did use this scripture, I believe, Wednesday, but I'll use it again. Philippians 4.19. And my God, he's a personal God. When we repent and accept him in our hearts, uh, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Here our God, and then uh, the New Living Translation says, uh, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. See, this gives us hope in a hopeless time. And very possible you're there, you find yourself nervous, you're anxious, you're worried, and you're going through a lot of things. Uh, if you turn it over to Jesus, he can give, uh, cast your burdens upon the Lord, and uh, uh, for, he, for he loves you, let's see, cast your burdens upon the Lord, for he cares for you. So here, you know, if I'm carrying a load, and somebody wants to help me, and I say no, then I have to carry that heavy load. But if I say, okay, you can help me, they'll get the other side of the whatever I'm carrying, makes it a lot easier. And then they're stronger than I, I say, let me carry it, and that's what Jesus does. He forgives us, and he carries our burdens. He's a good God. But this is hope in, a hopeless, uh, in hopeless times. The second thing I want to look at is the heart of many will grow cold. Because Matthew 24, four, uh, 12 to 14, the Bible says this. And because lawlessness, that is the uh, people that do not obey the law, that break the laws of God, will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel will be, uh, of the kingdom will be preached uh, into, uh, into all the world uh, as a witness of all uh, to all nations, and then the end will come. But verse uh, 12 says very clear, and because of lawlessness, because uh, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I was thinking about this, and when we read about the news about mass murders, uh, it will be by one who his heart uh, has grown cold. Cold or lukewarm. A uh, lukewarm person is someone that's half committed uh, and, has, uh, uh, and it has the same effect. Look with me in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. This thing says, uh, Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither hot, you are neither cold or hot, nor hot, I could, I, I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, many become, uh, have become, let's see, because you say I'm rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do you and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. 
You and I see here that the word of God talks about being lukewarm. That is a person that is accepted Jesus very possible, but they don't want to do nothing for God. They're on the sidelines. They don't want to be, they don't want to worship God. They don't want to uh, do uh, faithful things. They don't want to give their tithes unto the kingdom of God. They don't want to uh, tell people about Jesus. They don't want to pray. They don't want to read the word of God. The Living Application Bible says this, a commentary. Leosodea was a wealth, the wealthiest of the seven cities in Asia, known for its banking industry, manufacture of, of wool, and medical school that provided eye itself. But the city always had a problem with its water supply. At one time, a canal was built to bring water to the city from hot springs. But by the time the water reached the city, it was neither hot nor cold. It was lukewarm. And therefore, it could not really be enjoyed or used. End of comment. Leo Sodea also is, uh, uh, also it is a picture of the church in the last days where many people will be lukewarm. They don't want to, uh, you know, they'll ask him, are you a Christian? Mm -hmm. Do you love Jesus? Mm -hmm. No, you said, we have to say, I love Jesus. He's the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Don't, don't, don't waste about it. Are you with me? Back to Matthew 24. Let's read verse 10 and 11. And then many will be offended. Let's see. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. This is why it is important to be part of a local church, that you know your pastor, you know where, he, he, uh, he, you know where you're giving, or what you're, where you're giving, and where it's going. You know, we all support the work of God. There, uh, uh, we, uh, 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 and uh, we uh, give account of every cent that comes into the church and how it's spent. Besides, we have an annual meeting where we give an open report uh, to what came in, where it was spent, uh, and what we have left. Uh, then we open it up for questions. Not only that, we send everyone a receipt. We re fill up, report every month. Uh, amen. And uh, we are accountable. So it is important that you are part of a local church and that you contribute to that church. Before my wife and I came to this fellowship, we would support TV preachers. And now we know where they were spending much of the money in themselves. Some of them didn't hesitate to shine their diamond rings, the Rolex watch. I don't even have a watch. <laughs> God is good. I'm not saying that God's not providing. God is a good God. Anyway, not only that, they live in mansions. Besides that, they drove expensive and fancy cars. But you could see that the money wasn't going to the ministry. It was going more to themselves and their, and their, whatever they were doing. So that's why it's so important to be part of a local church, where you bring your tithes and you know, amen, it's being used to 
pay the bills, to go out and re outreach us, uh, buy material, have revivals, whatever we can. And God wants to help us, church. So I encourage you to be part of a local church. Got to help you. The last thing I want to look at, or before I go to the last thing, let me just go through this. Uh, Robert, if you would get uh, Matthew 24, verse 12 through 14. I just feel that I need to go back to that one for a little bit. And the Bible says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And that's what we're seeing. But he who endures to the end will, shall be saved. Endures is that one person that continues serving God to the very end. And then the Bible says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. And we see now with the uh, uh, live stream that these messages are going to the outer parts of the world. This scripture was written 2,000 years ago when it was not possible. Now it is possible and it's happening. You and I can bank on the word of God. You and I can trust the word of God. You and I can put our faith in the word of God. Because the word of God will always come true. Okay, let's go to the third point now then. The blessed hope we have in Christ. Let me read this. Uh, I got this from my daughter Wendy in New Mexico. And it says this. Just be careful because people are going crazy from being locked down. Actually, I've just been talking about this with the microwave and toaster while drinking coffee. And we all agree that things are getting bad. I, I, I didn't mention anything to the washing machine as she puts a different spin on everything. Certainly not to the refrigerator as he is acting cold and distant. In the end, the iron strained me out as she said unto me, and, uh, let's see, as she said everything will be fine, no, no, no situation is too pre uh, pressing. The, vac the vacuum was very unsympathetic, told me to just suck it up, but the fan was more optimistic and hoped it, uh, it would soon blow over. The to toilet looked a bit flushed when I asked its opinion and didn't say anything, but the doorknob told me to get a grip. The front door said I was unhinging, and so the curtain told me to, yes, you guessed it, pull you myself together. Glory to God. So here we're talking about the blessed hope we have in Christ. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live sober, soberly, righteously, and godly in, the pres in this present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that, we might redeem, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed 
and purify him and, and, and let's see and purify for himself his own special people zealous for his work leave it there for a little bit when we see this we need to understand that the grace of god has been stretched to all men to everyone and then it says denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in the press in this in the present age one of the things is that i was thinking about this is that you know let's say some uh, let's say the president you're going to college or the university here and the president said tomorrow i want to visit you i'm going to go order i'm going to go ahead and order pizza and i will bring it to your house and we're just going to fellowship okay we're going to visit i know what everyone would do you would go and she will open the make your bed shake it sweep under it uh, get make sure that everything was in order wash wash the floor and everything get everything ready we would do that for the president of the university or or anybody special that would going to come like when we get a call you know our family say well we're going through uh, texas we want to stop by, by and see you you know the house is clean but we just want to make sure that it's super clean the grass is cut you know everything and this is what we should do because our jesus is about ready to come we should allow him to come into our hearts, wash us from every sin we've ever committed, and that we may be clean, that we would not, uh, that we would be soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age or now or today. And then it says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He's coming soon. Let's get ready. Let's be ready. Who gave himself? He gave himself again. Then he, that he might redeem us uh, from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. God is calling us to be his own special people. And then it says, Silius uh, for good works. In other words, you have the seal of God. You, it is real. He is real in your heart. You are willing to do what he calls you to do, and he's a good God. So when we talk about hope, we're talking about anticipation confidence and faith what are the sources of, of, of a believer what is the source or what are the sources of the believers hope and God is speaking to his people in the Old Testament Leviticus chapter 26 verse 44 but despise all this I will not utter, utterly reject or despise them while they are in exile in the land of their enemies Remember, the Jews would uh, rebel against God, and the enemies would come and take him uh, bondage. And then it says, I will not cancel my covenant with them by wiping them out. I am the Lord, their God. That is the New Living Translation change. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, so here then, here the Bible is speaking about God dealing great, uh, mercifully with his people. God is a merciful God. We move uh, one inch towards God and he'll move miles towards us, church. A commentary says, a Christian's hope is based on God's faithfulness. These verses show what God meant uh, when he said to, uh, that he was slow to anger in Exodus 34, verse 6, uh, and the Lord passed before him and, and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. 
So even if the Israelites chose to disobey and were scattered among their enemies, God would uh, still give them the opportunity to repent and return to him. His purpose was not to destroy them, but to help them grow. Our day-to-day -day experiences and hardships are sometimes overwhelming unless we can see that God's purpose is, being, uh, is, bring, uh, is to bring uh, about continued growth in us. We may despair. The hope we need is well expressed in the New Living Translation, Jeremiah 29, verse 11 and 12. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. The New, the New Living Translation, For I know the plans uh, I have for you, saith the Lord, they are plans of good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope in those days when you pray. I will listen. Retaining hope while we suffer shows we understand God's merciful ways of uh, relating to his people. End of comment. And as we close, a definitely way out for the believer is to accept Christ and wait for his return. Jesus is coming soon. According to 1 Thessalonians, I use this scripture again, but... Uh, 4 verse 13 through 18 the Bible says speaking to all of us but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren stuck into the church concerning those who have fallen asleep those who have died least you sorrow as others who have no hope I have been in funerals where people don't know Jesus or the person died that didn't have Jesus in their hearts and the people cry, they cry with a, a, so sad without uh, no hope of ever seeing them again or seeing them in the wrong place uh, when they die. Verse 16. Uh, let's see where I'm at. No, verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Another verse says those who through Jesus sleep. In other words, they died, they were saved, they had Jesus in their hearts. This is what, they're what the Bible is talking about. Verse uh, uh, 13, for this we say to you, and we say it with all confidence, okay? The Bible speaks to us with all confidence. By the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed or go ahead of those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead of, in Christ will rise first. Let me stop here for a minute, because many people think this is the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's not. Jesus is coming in the clouds. Those that are ready will be raptured and gone, and then we go to seven years of uh, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven while there are seven years of tribulation here on earth. And then Jesus will come with his church and that will be his second coming. But this is talking about him coming for his church. 
And this is why we preach. We want you to get ready and be ready for Christ. Let me take it up there uh, uh, in verse 16 again. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be cut up uh, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Then the Bible says, Therefore comfort one another with this word. Church, I want to comfort you. I want to encourage you. Jesus is coming soon. And if we're ready, we're going to go with him. Amen. And we believe, amen, that he's coming before the tribulation. We believe, amen, because of what Revelation chapter 4, the first verses say, amen, that John was in the spirit and the angel said, come up here. And from there on, you don't hear about the church till verse uh, chapter 19, I believe, of the, Old Te- of the New Testament of Revelation. So we believe that's the day that God, uh, Jesus will come for his church. And Jesus is coming for his church, uh, and we, we must be ready. And again, we need to prepare our hearts. Uh, and Jesus already paid the price, and he wants to give us, uh, amen, the hope that we need. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to encourage, comfort you. Jesus is coming soon. If we're ready, we will go with him. Amen. To be absent from this body will be pre- to be present with the Lord. Paul himself said, uh, you know, uh, I'm battling with between two choices. Uh, of one, of, uh, of one, of, of going and being in heaven, which would be a lot better for me, but, uh, and then I need to stay so that I can minister and help others. And this is why we're doing what we're doing. We want to help others know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Repent from their sin because we repented. We continue repenting and checking our hearts on a daily basis because Jesus has the power to forgive, to wash, and to give us a new life. And he loves us. He cares for us. And he wants to do a miracle in our hearts. So these scriptures bring true hope to the hearts, especially Uh, in what we are going through in these days. Jesus Christ loves you and wants all of us uh, to to have this living hope uh, we find in the Word of God. Uh, Would you you accept Him? Would you uh, receive the blessing of God, the blessed hope uh, uh, we have in Christ? And that blessed hope is that, amen, that He's going to come for us, uh, amen, He's going to take us, and we're going to be with Him forever. Those that have repented, Accepted Jesus and decide to follow Jesus to the very end. Because the Bible says those that endure to the end shall be saved. God wants to do great things. He loves you. He cares for you. And God wants to do great things. Let's bow our heads for a minute. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're there in your living room. Maybe you're there in your house, on your table. You can find a place to kneel down as we seek the presence of God. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants to help you. And as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Uh, Brother John, if you would come to the piano. Uh, if, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, Jesus Christ loves you. He wants to come into your heart. He loves you. He cares for you. And if you want to accept Jesus this morning, I want to pray with you. I want to believe God for you. The Bible says that if you confess the Lord with your mouth and believe in your heart that he was risen from the dead, you shall be saved. Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to do miracles. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes all of us. Because we have all sinned. We need a Savior. And the only Savior that died and shed all his blood for you and I 
is Jesus Christ. The Bible says this. It says, for he hath made him to be sin for us who, ha who, knows, who knew no sin that we might be made righteous of God, uh, that we would be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Then Jesus gives us an invitation. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And maybe that's what you're going through with this coronavirus. God wants to help you. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is the promise of Jesus Christ to you and I. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. That's a promise. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Think about it. Jesus Christ came to pay the ultimate price and he came voluntarily and he opened his arms and died in our place so that we could have forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. But we must confess the Lord. If you want to accept Jesus, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a lost sinner. I ask you to forgive my sin and come into my heart. Give me a new life and help me to serve you. I know you're coming soon. Help me, O oh God. Clean my heart. Lord God, clean my heart. Forgive me. I forgive those that have done me wrong. And Lord Jesus, that you would wash me with your precious blood. Forgive my sin and come into my heart. And be the Lord of my life from this day on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God is dealing with hearts. Hope in a hopeless times. I talked about tribulation in the last days. This is, the Bible says this is the beginning of sorrows. It does not say it's the end. But as believers of Jesus Christ, we know that whatever happens, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. This is what we're preparing for, for eternity. Jesus is good. He has been merciful to us, and he wants to do great and mighty miracles. Then the Bible speaks about the heart of many will grow cold. See, these are the true signs of the last days. There has been many random shootings, people that have no heart, young, old, pastors, whoever they, they want decide to shoot, individuals, they don't even know them. Hearts have grown cold. We're living in the last days. That's a sign. And you and I need to realize that Jesus is coming soon. Then I talked about the last thing, the blessed hope we have in Christ. Truly, you won't get to experience it until you have, re uh, uh, until you have uh, accepted Jesus and allow him to forgive your sin. Then he will allow you to experience the blessed hope. And you and I, we need hope in these hopeless times. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Praise God. God is dealing with hearts. Let's all stand. The altars are open. You want to come? We are encouraged and celebrate with you. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you have rededicated your heart back to him, please contact us at area code 210 
797-0353 so we may continue to help you with your new walk with God. God bless. Thank you for worshiping with us at the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville, Texas. If we can minister to you in any way, please visit www.kingsvilletxchurch.com for our contact information and more details. Please be sure to tune in to our next church service, and thank you for making the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville your church as a place of worship. God bless you.